When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends of the Rockney cast, in this episode, we're going to explore the virtues of the school of hard knocks from none other than Musonius Rufus, one of the big four of the Stoic philosophical tradition. You know, when you think of the rock stars of Roman Stoicism, you really think of four people. First and foremost, the Alpha and Omega, the, the big cheese, is Emperor Marcus Aurelius. Right behind him, you have Seneca, whose full name is Lucius Anaeus Seneca. He was a philosopher, a financier, a poet and playwright. Then we have Epictetus, whose practical wisdom is contained in books such as the Enchiridion. He was also a good friend of the Emperor Hadrian, as well as having a significant influence upon Marcus Aurelius, the great Stoic emperor. And then we got Musonius Rufus. Now, Musonius is a big deal. I mean, some people call him the Roman Socrates. He was the mentor of Epictetus. But he's sort of been lost to history a little bit. But he has some really wise things to say. And I think, you know, why has he been lost? Well, he's a little bit a little bit like the Rodney Dangerfield of the Stoics. Or maybe a bit, he doesn't really get any respect Maybe a better way to put him is that maybe he's more like the Ringo Starr of the Beatles. I mean, he's still a big deal. I mean, he is one of the, the big four. But he's no John and Paul. I mean, he's not Marcus Aurelius. He's not Epictetus. And he's not Seneca. But he's still a big deal. And I sort of got a soft spot for Rufus. You know, and I think that's part of the problem. I think he really needed some, you know, public relations people. You know, like Francis Gum became Judy Garland and Marion Morrison became John Wayne. And sure enough, if you look up Musonius Rufus on Twitter, you find a Twitter, Twitter handle, a Twitter handle of Musonius Doofus, like Rufus Doofus, like uh, I'm sure like a junior high kid figured that one out. But he really had this, you know, so he probably should have renamed himself like Musonius Maximus Awesomeness. But he didn't do that. But his ideas are incredibly powerful. And so in this episode, we're going to highlight sort of three virtues of the school of hard knocks, which he called essentially voluntary discomfort. And I'm going to highlight what I think is really one of the most important ones for you that you can apply not only in your own life, but hopefully as as a life's lesson for your kids. And these voluntary discomfort analysis will come from none other than the great Stoic professor, William Irvin. And I strongly encourage you to buy his book, The Good Life, uh, The Ancient Art of Stoic Joy. He identifies Musonius Rufus as really identifying three virtues of voluntary discomfort. The first is, is that when we experience a little bit of cold or a little bit of hunger, for example, we harden ourselves for future things that could get even worse. And you think, well, why is that a big deal? Well, it builds greater resiliency. It builds greater endurance to endure the more significant things. And on a smaller level, there's actually 
you know, evolutionary benefits to a little voluntary discomfort. So for example, if you take a cold shower, there's actually a ton of physiological, emotional, immune system benefits to cold showers. Fasting is voluntary discomfort. And there's all these um, evolutionary advantages to fasting, which I've identified in previous episodes. So it really gets at the wisdom. And I think it's the reason why um, thinkers like Musonius Rufus persist, because so much of what they have taught and, and taught everyone really has borne itself out in practice. The second virtue he identifies is that when we practice voluntary discomfort, it really builds up a skill in voluntary discomfort. And we'll get into why that's really important, but it's just like anything else. The more we do something, it's almost like we build up a muscle for voluntary discomfort. And the third sort of more basic virtue of voluntary discomfort is that it really helps us appreciate comfort. I mean, a good meal tastes the best when you're hungry. I mean, think of something like mac and cheese. It's not that good. It's not really. I mean, your kids like mac and cheese, but when you're hungry, mac and cheese is really good. And nothing feels better than rest after a hard day's work or a drink of water when you're thirsty. These are the virtues of voluntary discomfort. And of these three, I think the most important lesson that we can learn from Musonius Rufus, as well as to teach our kids, is that voluntary discomfort as a skill, as a virtue, is so important. Because almost everything in life that is good requires voluntary discomfort. I mean, building your muscles requires a ton of voluntary discomfort in the form of lifting weights. I enjoy and love the endorphins associated with lifting weights, but like if you do squats, that's not comfortable sometimes. If you want to run a marathon, you have to build up your stamina, and the only way to do that is to push yourself in a way that's uncomfortable. If you want to get good grades, same thing. You've got to study. Even if you want to pursue your passion and become a writer or become a podcaster, there's there's a little voluntary discomfort there in the form of stress it takes to get into the zone. And as we talked about in last um, episode, that you know the the great um, neuroscientist Andrew Huberman talks about to get into the zone of creativity. And you think about it; this really makes sense. You almost have to get your state, your mind into a state of a little bit of stress to get going. And then after you get past that initial voluntary discomfort, that's when you get into that flow. So I think it's good to emphasize this sort of to our kids and to ourselves in all aspects of life that virtue nothing, virtually nothing is good in which we only have comfort. And so you think of like, so for example, something like retirement um, certainly I want to retire it someday, but I never want to be totally comfortable just sitting around on the beach drinking gin. That's the, that is a formula for misery. You need a little bit of stress in your life. You need to move. You need to get exercise. You need to push yourself. I don't think you, we, we are designed for a little voluntary discomfort. And I think Musa's, M- M- Musonius Rufus really understood this. And I think it's a good lesson that we can teach our kids it's a good 
another example of the wisdom of the Stoics and why these teachings have really stood the test of time. So I hope that I've interested you in some of the virtues of voluntary discomfort via Musonius Rufus. And I'll close with a quote, quote as well as a book recommendation from Musonius Rufus. And he says, If you accomplish something good with hard work, the labor passes quickly, but the good endures. If you do something shameful in pursuit of pleasure, the pleasure passes quickly, but the shame endures. And I think that's true with so many of the things in life that if we want to learn that instrument, get into shape, lose weight, we got to experience that voluntary discomfort. But if we do, that good is going to endure for a long time. And if we don't, if we don't subject ourselves to that, and we just are comfortable all the time, we're not likely to get where we want in life. And so I hope that I've piqued your interest in Musonius Rufus. And if you have any more interest in Musonius Rufus, check out his book, Musonius Rufus, Lectures and Sayings by Cynthia King, as well as William Irvin. Check out, I'll have that on my website. And you can just click on it. That's rockneycole.com. Or if you have any questions or feedback on this particular episode, email me at rockneycast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rockneycast.